Step inside these hallowed halls of the Red Light Library, where us librarians review short erotica. It gets the short end of the stick when it comes to criticism and review because, well, in the end, it's porn. This podcast reviews adult content that has frank discussions of sexual content, adult language, and, well, basically anything under the sun that certain publishing houses will allow. If that's something you can't legally listen to or don't want to listen to, back out now. Welcome back, dear patrons, to the Red Light Library. I'm one of the hosts, Gavin, of, of many, not many Gavins, many hosts. Today, I'm here with the amazing Aaron Kian. Hello. You brought I'm... me into this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that like an accusatory way, but I'm just going to be completely honest. I have read the story, but I did not read the description. Uh, well, that's it. not on me. That is that not is, on me, It is friend. not on you, but you did put me in a situation where I was like, oh. Oh, that's yeah okay this must have been a ride for you then yeah no i was reading it and i'm (laughs) one of those geeks that like has read enough about stage magic i'm like oh so this is obviously an erotica author who's just watched a bunch of behind the scenes magic (laughs) shit and they're just gonna work like sleight of hand moves into sex or something i don't know maybe jerk them off inside of the sawn in half thing uh i was like oh this is gonna this is weird i don't i don't know where this is going and then the magic started i'm like oh okay this is <laughs> this i get is, it um, now so the story we are talking about is called wanted magician's assistant must be flexible and discreet no prior experience required by uh where's the name randall rogue um and um it is it is not that it is not the thing that gavin just said (laughs) i do want to touch on like i don't know spoilers yet but the fact that flex it must be flexible fits perfectly into the late denouement of this story is fantastic yeah (laughs) this is by (laughs) copyright 2015 dapper rat publishing i mean i'm i'm here for it like, I, I love when we have actual publishing names. I will say this is a perfect example of you got to give a story a chance. Yeah. I always read the first sentence, and there is, there's some eh, wordplay in this. The back room of the theater, half dressing room, half workshop, was strewn with a thick layer of mess on every service. Discarded bits of costume hung over the backs of chairs on the edges of tables, partially assembled animal cages, prop boxes, and objects whose purpose was unrecognizable littered the floor in ever, ever horizontal service. At the center of this stretched out, across a battered chaise lounge, lay the owner of all this, Anna Taz, woman of magic and mystery. And, uh, yeah, that typo, there's a lot of typos in this. Like, a lot. (laughs) There's a lot of typos, a lot of tense shifting, a lot of future and yeah. weird past um, shifts. And this is a perfect example of someone who just needed an editor, because like, it's like the writing itself isn't bad. The ideas um, are fun. Like the ideas are fun. The writing has promise. It just needed a bit of polish. Um. So that was. So that's yeah. Also, can we talk about the cover? Because for yeah. once, it's good. And it's subtle. <laughs> and it's <somewhat>. appropriate. Yeah. 
you know it's not just some lingerie like we have like a woman in a top hat and some stockings and a, a shirt sitting on a chair and she looks like a magician you know? And here's the thing. I want to give it bonus props because I don't really think this is a, like this feels like a wonderful instance of someone finding a photo that's not really the thing, but giving context mm. works because yeah. this looks like it might be a photo from Chicago, like a, <laughs> like a community yeah. theater Chicago performance. And, and that's the thing. It's like it's actually quite tasteful as far as yeah. erotica goes. Like there's no tits on display. Like it's just some leg. Like it's it's actually a very good cover. All the fonts the same, not like color number. <laughs> yes. All the fonts they're all the same number. They're all the same color. Like there's two or three different fonts at play here in the title, but still you can read the damn thing. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, so the story. So we begins get Michael. We with um, Michael, who uh, desperately for, needs a job. He desperately needs a job. I want to say we are talking about a. Uh, a gender change story here. Oh yes, we probably which, should mention that. Um, clue number one: when a male character has a very basic name <laughs> at the start, yep. something's gonna happen. It usually that that's my experience, my limited experience here. See, uh, I I have to say I see boring male names in every porn, so I feel like fair. that's not <laughs> yeah uh, exclusive to TF fiction. Um, but yeah, so we Michael get, desperately um, needs a job. And uh, he sees an ad in the paper or something for, you know, a magician's assistant. Um, and, you know, that, that opening sentence is kind of pretty good set dressing, but doesn't tell you much about what's happening. Yeah. Um, so Anna is described quite well, actually. Um, wherever it is, I've lost my place. Same. Uh... <laughs> One hand raised toward him, index finger pointed up to the ceiling in a give-me-a-moment gesture. Oh, uh, I can come back later if that is... She let out a long sigh and pushed her top hat up off her face. Her voice was sharp and impatient. What is it? Well, he started, I came about your ad. It says you need an assistant. She arched one slender brow at him. And you think you're qualified. When you get into, like, the dialogue sections, you that's where you can feel the author spent the time, like... Yeah fine-tuning things and i think this is a perfect example of something that kind of shows typo like we've made fun of typos and weird mm -hmm. phrasing in the past i know i have uh it's not ne it, like there's this like grammarian approach to writing that's always just like if you fuck something up like that's morally wrong oh yeah no like, there's a difference between yeah. fucking up because you, like, this is a pretty sizable short erotica. Like, there's a lot yeah. of moving parts in this. There's a lot of distinct scenes in it. Um, I can forgive clunky language because it's obviously clunky language that happened due to lack of time or something. Not, mm. and then they fuck, and, and, yeah. and there's a cow, <laughs> and, and. And, and like I have to say, <laughs> the characterization is really good. Like the characters in this story, like for a porn, actually have character. There are um, three names at play, and I remember all three of them. Right, that says something. <laughs> you know, and you could describe them. You know, um, so you know, she Anna is like, uh, I I wanted a female assistant. Did you miss that part? Um, and he's kind of like, oh, I mean, I I figured I'd give it a shot. You know, um, and then. Uh. <laughs> I do like the line. Um, she rolled her eyes. It's also it also says I'm looking for a lovely young woman, not a 
she waved her hand indistinctly towards him, whatever you're supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, that is actually a a slightly more common thing in TF fiction is uh, failed men uh, being transformed into women. Um, which, hmm, there's some implications there. <laughs> and it's actually, like, I know we would probably get a bit further into this before talking about this compared to, say, trans fiction, but I think it's probably yeah. worth mentioning now. It's really hard to talk about TF fiction from a trans perspective because it is not at all related to trans stories. Yeah, no. But... Well- Having said that, a lot of trans people find their way via TF fiction because TF fiction is one of the few places where it's socially acceptable to go, God, I wish I was another gender. So we end in this really, we end up in this really weird sort of situation where TF fiction is not necessarily intrinsically transphobic. Um, because the fantasy of it, it's pretty much always a cis-to-cis transformation. Um, it's not... Like, one of my pet peeves, which unfortunately this does as well, is um, men getting turned into women get... The magic gives them long hair suddenly. Yeah. Um, and that's not how... But, you know. Um, and I, I have this very strange relationship with TF Fiction because, you know, it's... A lot of what TF Fiction wants to do, you could do it with a trans story. Like, and this is where I think trans people end up liking some TF fiction because it it sort of gives this uh, direction, you know, that isn't very obvious in other places. And it's delightful. Most depictions of, like, transitioning your gender are not too happy. Um, Whereas TF porn is happy. You know, the, the the generic hits are man is miserable, man gets magically turned into a woman, woman is now extremely happy. Like that's kind of the, the the common trope. In the TF the basic fiction. plot structure of it. Yeah, um, and so it's it's weird because on one hand that's quite positive, on the other hand a lot of TF stories are just filled with transphobia, um, so it's always a bit of a minefield to walk. I will I will say um, it's probably for the best I didn't read the description on this one because I gotta be completely honest I'm really gun shy around transformation based stuff for this kind of like because i think we've only done that i can remember there was that one yikesy april fools thing we Mm. did like back in the third episode of the show which was just fucking bad (laughs) trap based porn which is just the stupidest shit this reading stuff like this makes me want more visibility for trans yeah. writers because I want to read more erotica by people who aren't Randall rogue, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's a tricky one. And I mean, there are trans erotica authors out there, but unfortunately a lot of trans erotica is either free. So not applicable to RLL mm-hmm. um, or is it's not directly community locked, but it is kind of, we don't tend to share it outside the community very much. Like, even if something is for sale, we tend to not sort of boost it very far outside of our own circles. I, I take it from a uh, sort of a uh, not inviting outside ire angle. Yeah, and a, a lot of it is just, like, 
I mean, to, to steal a, an analogy because it's the best way to do it, just like the male gaze affects things, even things for women, Yeah, there's sort of a cis gaze that can affect things for trans people. So it's sort of, it's not necessarily no sissies allowed, um, yeah. but it is kind of, we don't want to be too vulnerable around cis people because that often gets us killed oh yeah that, that <laughs> often that often ends not great yeah um so i've gone off on a big tangent i'm sorry it's um, a, i think it's, it's a tangent we need to have though especially when talking mm. about stuff like this especially when i'm on an episode about something <laughs> that, like i am whitey mcgee over here i am in no way uh, authorized to speak to any sort of um experience and i mean like like say i'm a trans man my experiences are very different from a trans woman like, mm-hmm. you know, there is this kind of idea that trans women and trans men have kind of an inverted experience of each other. Like, it's exactly the same, uh, just reverse, but it's not at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, just does not work that way. So, like, while I can come at this stuff from a broader trans perspective, like, I'm still not a trans woman. So, yeah. you know, um, I'm on a hunt to find uh, some trans authored porn that we can review, actually. Uh, like Aaron isn't just saying that. I think that's been a a running initiative since yeah, <laughs> since, since you I joined, joined the RLL. As I, as I said, the problem is a lot of it is free, which we don't do on Red Light Live. Yeah, but and and to uh, to for anyone who's never listened to the show before, we don't talk about free content uh, mainly because when someone puts something up for free, it's usually just because it's something that they wanted to do for the hell of it. Mm. And I don't see, like, there there are shows that talk about fan fiction and whatnot that are not toxic, but I don't need to be rocking up. Hmm? But also, we don't talk about fan fiction, so Yeah, well, fan fiction kind of gets wrapped in with the free erotica in general. Like, I don't want to rock up on someone's thing that they put a lot of effort into on weekends and be like, this sucks, when I didn't pay for it, and I just kind of... It's like going over to someone's house and telling them it's dirty when you weren't even invited. Like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your dishes um, aren't done. Who are you? Yep. <laughs> um, so we should get back to the story. So, I, yes, I sort of, Michael. I don't, I don't uh, have a conclusion on the whole trans TF thing. It's it's a complicated thing. There really isn't one, right? Yeah. It's just something to let me It's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. Uh so yeah, to I mean, as you as you mentioned with the whole like failed man perspective of it, Michael, it's weird because the stuff is there, but if you kind of glaze your eyes while you read it, Michael's just a dude. It's only the mention mm. that like he needs money. Um, yeah. I kind of forgot about the he needs money angle while reading it. So we get to this point where things get a little sexual between Anna and Michael, or at least it seems sexual. Uh, Anna straight up tells him to just take his pants off, and he's like, "Sure." Um, oh, but it? there is a reason for that. I feel like I feel like that. Let's just laying that out there is a, is a bit uh, misleading because you know her reasoning being that an ass- a magician's assistant has to know all of the secrets, all how it's everything a trusting is done. Relationship. It's a very trusting relationship. She needs to trust that he will do whatever she tells him to do without even questioning it. Here it is, um, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll do anything." And she's like, "Oh, okay." You know, and she tests him with, like, you know, stand there, close your eyes, etc. And, yeah, she says, like, pull your pants and underwear down. And he's like, all right. And I actually like, there's a a, a note um, 
that he'd Where... almost expect her. Yeah, that he was like he'd he'd expected this and he'd already decided to like push it as far as he could go, which yeah. I thought was nice. Um Keeping his eyes closed, Michael pushed his jeans and boxers down around his ankles. The air felt a little cold against his exposed leg and genitals. <laughs> like, I just love how the two completely separate entities we need to describe. Well. Uh, <laughs> well, Considering given Considering we, where things go. Yeah, things need to be clearly described. Um so this kind of builds a sense of uh, confidence in, or Anna builds a little confidence in Michael. Um, she says, provisionally, you've got the job. We need to address two things first off. Michael's like, cool. Uh, first off, the only spare costume stuff I have is from my old assistant. She walked over to the Spangly. Uh, or I walked over to the closet, slid the door open, half a rack of Spangly outfit hung there. They didn't seem to be very much material between them. I don't really want to go about buying a new wardrobe, so the bad news is you'll have to squeeze yourself into them, which is the first kind of, well, not maybe not the first, but it is definitely a huge, um, you're going to get boobs red flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, and she's, and this is the point where he's, you know, he's like, oh, that's not going to look very good. Um, and this is where we get, you know, the, the reason behind it the all. The reveal. Um, the prestige. Is, <laughs> yes, is that Anna doesn't do tricks. She has actual magic. She does actual magic. Um, and she proves this by, like, snapping her fingers and the whole room gets tidied Mary up Poppins. instantly. <laughs> yeah, Mary Poppins, exactly. Um, and he's like, holy shit. Um... And then, so then we start getting to the transformation. Yes. And this is relatively short. This, this is, even though this is kind of a TF fiction in that it involves transformation, it's not the whole story, which some of these are. Yeah. Um, I was actually surprised by how much story is left after this scene mm. is over. Um, so we have a little bit of like sweet talk. Um, and then she sta basically starts running her hands over him and transforming his body to be more feminine um it does do god it does do the thing i hate which is like she likes she she what is i think she actually slaps him <laughs> um uh, for the, the hair face. yeah um because he sees himself in a mirror and it's like feminine body still with penis and and scrotum and stuff and then with his face hasn't changed at all um, and then she's like, yeah, that's a bit incongruous. And when I saw that line, I, I internally groaned because I thought she meant the genitals, but she oh. actually doesn't. She means yeah. his face. Um, so that was a pleasant, like, lack of transphobia for me. Um, I mean, it is still transphobic, don't get me wrong, but it's, like, yeah. lesser. Um, and, yeah, she sort of, okay, she doesn't actually slap him. It just says he felt, he, it feels like she slaps him. Yeah. Um, and then he's got long blonde hair all of a sudden. And I, I, you know, I get it. I realize that this is a, a thing, but I hate it, Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Like, also, do you all know how cute girls with pixie cuts are? Right. Like, <laughs> girls with short hair are so cute. What are you doing? What's most, I... like, what kills me here is the, the thing, the, the bit of magic directly before this is so stupid. And like intentionally goofy, uh, she raised her hands and waggled her fingers dramatically at him. Uh, yeah. Something, and then like all of the hair below his neck just falls off. <laughs> all because as once. we as we know, women don't have hair. no hair, none at all, 
zero. Um, yeah, see, that's another thing. That could have been way easily, like, that would have been better if it had just been, okay, now you're like this, go shave. Like, yeah, that would have been slightly better. Although I guess, having said that, she does use her magic very incidentally throughout the story, so I guess it probably would just be easier to do it. But, yeah. Yeah, it does come off a bit like, ugh. There's no preparation or anything to the magic. It literally is just like she's Johnny Depp and be bopping all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And like when she grows his tits, like it's literally just she puts her hands on his chest and tits grow. Yeah. (laughs) Which Uh, I have to say is actually a very funny mental image. And I kind of enjoy that. (laughs) It's also like at least he doesn't get big old like huge fucking no that's true cartoonish yeah he Um, just kind of gets like just just tits just normal tits and then she puts his uh she puts his dick and balls into the luggage from Discworld. uh (laughs) and i actually loved this okay so this is one of my favorite things about this story the consent Um, of it oh well that too definitely um, so she gets out a magic box and she sort of claps it threateningly a couple of times, um, <laughs> which I thought was cute. Um, and then, you know, she kind of, she, <laughs> she sort of, je- it's described as, I think I've actually highlighted it. Yeah, um, with delicate fingers, she reached down and lifted Michael's genitals and slipped them into the box. Now that really needed to be written better because I had to read that three times before I figured out what was happening because oh, yeah. it kind of sounded like, like I wasn't, because I already knew where this was going. So I was like, did she just kind of, you know, like take them off? off? Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of, Um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, it just means that she sort of puts the box underneath, you know, and gently rests them on top, like a prize medal. Um, And then, yeah, she sort of looks at him to sort of just confirm, like, and says like last chance to back out. Um, and you know, then we have a, oh, he knew he should like, you know, but something in him just (laughs) couldn't do it, you know? Um, and he whispers, do it. Um, and so snap. Um, and yeah, so I did like that little bit of consent, uh, check in. Um, and so then, uh, Anna set the box on the table again and ran ran a finger over the smooth, unblemished surface of flat skin where her assistant's cock used to be. This made me so happy, Gavin. Mm-hmm. Because, as I said, TF stories are so common cis-to-cis stories. Like, oh, so the fact you're that you're a it's... cis man, and then you're a cis woman. Yeah. So this doesn't do that. This is just like, nah, like, now you're super feminine, you know, like, and, you know, we do get a name and pronoun change, and Michael becomes Olivia. Um, but Olivia isn't a cis woman. Like, and I don't know, I just love it. Like, it's just, it, it, it's so uncowardly. <laughs> oh no like oh what Uh, i just realized we've covered another tf story in the past and it just it's bad (laughs) (laughs) which one was that i don't remember it online game uh features a, a person playing a video game and every time they play it they shift from cis male to being a yeah. cis woman um, <laughs> that looks exactly like the avatar they're playing as. And by the end of it, they're completely like big boobed anime chick. Yeah. And <laughs> the wife character is like younger um, and sexier looking and <laughs> and says she won't have sex with them anymore because 
they're they don't have a penis and now they have to go out to bars and pick up men and it's just like that's yeah. the darkest and least like okay thing i've read for this fucking show yeah Ugh. So at least yeah. it, we got magicians. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, in this like it, it like dick in a box. It's fantastic. Dick in I a was, box. I was not. I mean, I think I was expecting it because I think the description of the the story does actually include a, some some sort of uh, foreshadowing Nod. of that. Um, but like, I was just so pleased because I'm so used to TF fiction just being like, oh. Now you were a cis man, now you're a cis woman. Like, and this was just like, yeah, now you just don't have a cock. Like, now your cock and balls are gone. You're just a Ken doll. And I yeah, was just I was like, Ken doll. yeah, that's awesome. That's just something you don't see enough. I was very excited about that. Also, um, as someone who's not like, I like I got zero experience and not out of like, you like, I just, yeah, I am yeah. not well read in certain fetishes. Um, The mechanics of uh olivia being teased while on stage and the dick is backstage getting cramped in the box like that yeah. was just a, that was awesome like it, imagery. Yeah. it's really good um so we also so here's a weird complaint this is this is like a what's the reverse of a backhanded compliment where it's a criticism but it's a good thing <laughs> um like so most of the stories we read on the show have chapters that are like a page long or something yep we have a scene change and i actually feel like this story needed chapters because we go to a scene change and then a few weeks have passed. And I actually found that a little bit jarring just to go straight from one to the other without kind of a, a chapter I had to break. walk back twice on that one. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like maybe that was like, well, I'm trying to write a short story, so I shouldn't do chapters. But like, yeah. this actually really needed a chapter break. Um, and yeah, like then we get into the, the, the traditional like... Uh, it you know it took only a day or two for Olivia's new body to feel natural and boring, um, and I actually love this. You know, she spent only a few minutes playing with her breasts <laughs> in front of a mirror before they were just part of her body, no more or less strange than her feet or hands. I love that. Yeah, like because that's what it's like. <laughs> like, I mean, like uh, spilling the trans secrets. Um, we do when we start medically transitioning we do often fixate on changes um but i imagine if we had changes that were as sudden <laughs> yeah as this it would be less so um but yeah I, I just i really like that and yeah then we have the like you know they do lots of like raunchy performances on stage um and, and I, I love, love the this. justification yes of the raunchy performances too uh it's describe that or it, olivia notices or realizes i guess that it's not just for the titillation alone it's also a clever like misdirection to keep mm. the audience so distracted with the horny content no one stops to realize they haven't seen a single trick that they could explain <laughs> yeah like i really loved that like there's like there's actually quite a few little details like one of my favorite things about the transformation when everything's feeling natural um that made me laugh like in a good way um was uh hang on i'll read it because it's great um so it's talking about having her genitals in a box would took a bit longer to get used to um, you know, like she could still oh, feel yeah, it. <laughs> um, usually the, just the interior of the box going to the bathroom was at first a complete mystery. 
But after some explaining from Anna, she merely held the cock in her hand over the toilet and let it out. It was actually a bit easier to aim, if anything. I <laughs> love that. That's such a funny, like, and again, intentionally funny, like picturing someone just kind of standing there. Holding like, it, looking holding bored. It. <laughs> like, that was just delightful. I, I loved that. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and, and like she's talking about how she's having so much fun being in the show, and yeah, and like that thing about you know Olivia could feel her cock straining against the lacquered inside of the box, having grown just a bit too erect for the space. It was maddening. I love that. Like that's such a great detail, um, and it's sort of almost like if you have a chastity fetish, you can almost yeah, get into no. it from that angle as well. I was gonna say um, like this not only fulfills its what it it wants to on the cover it uses its conceit in such a creative way based yeah. off of shit we've seen in the past yeah and so um finally one night olivia's had enough and just needs to come my dudes um so <laughs> she's like all right i'm gonna do you know i'm gonna give this a shot uh <laughs> She hadn't tried this yet, and it turned out to be a bit more difficult to masturbate with an unattached cock than she had anticipated. The oh, mechanics of mood. this like- <laughs> are so fun. The fact like- that this, like, the scene isn't doesn't just have the mechanics that the cock is not attached to anything; it's built around that. Yeah, and it's like you know she can't. She's like, it's it's all right when she's going slow, but like as she speeds up, it's kind of hard to keep it there." Yeah. Um, and gets uncomfortable. Um, and so then, of course, we come to what I think most people with a penis would do in this situation, um, which is, you know, she, I like the, the phrasing, curiosity got the better of her. She'd sort of <laughs> always wondered about this. Well, yeah, of course you have. You're a human. Um, yeah, usually, as, soon, as soon as the scene started, I'm like, well, of course, here's where well, we're going. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, most sexually active people would do this. Um, she opened her mouth and brought the cock up to it in one hand. She flicked her tongue over the end and felt a little shiver of pleasure run up her spine. Emboldened by the feeling, she slipped the head between her lips and likely sucked. That was even better. So then we have a little bit of, uh, well, okay, no, there's like a sentence more. And then she hears the door open. <laughs> the door that she locked, by the way. It's rude but again, not to knock. <laughs> but yeah, and she she pulls it out, shoves it under the bed, uh, which is just, uh, again, a great mental image. Um, and Anna's just like, what's up? You know? And Olivia's like, it's rude not to knock. And Anna's like, it's my theater. Besides, it's not like you and I keep any secrets. I was wondering how long it would take for you to start experimenting. <laughs> Olivia rolled her eyes. It's your fault. For both shows, every night you've got your hands all over me, and it's not like I get any relief. You misunderstand. I think it's great. You ought to be having some fun with this. I love that! Yeah. It's so good! Also, <laughs> that... I, I, this is me thinking way too much about this. It, it feels like there's somewhat of an indication that this isn't the first time Anna has had an assistant. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> but also, like, that's kind of a brownie point for me because usually in situations like this, when there's a mention of a, a before person, it's always, like, with this dark, like, Whoa. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. But, yeah, this is just, like, Yeah. Hey, you, you're masturbating. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, and then she's like, you know, I could help you out. Um, so now we, we get to the coupled sex, um, which 
is actually really fun. I love the sex in this. Like, I, I didn't find it a turn on necessarily. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun reading this story, Gavin. Um, the only thing I found missing in this that I would have liked a bit more of, quite frankly, is um, like a common criticism with 69ing and shit like that is it's hard to focus on doing the thing while the thing is happening to you. Yeah. So I kind of wanted a bit more of Olivia wanting, like, cause there's like the first thing to do is they both go suck to that town. Dick. Yeah. They both suck that dick. And I wanted, I wanted a little bit more of like, uh, at, like <laughs> awkward yeah. pausings and shit. I'll agree with that. Um, like I, I also would have liked a little more of that. I mean, it is there. Um, there is a lot like of mentioning absent. of Olivia bucking hips against nothing mm. that's the, against nothing. Um, and yeah, so suck her off. She comes down Anna's throat, um, which again, that's such a great mental image. Yeah, um, of just like just disembodied cock. Uh, it's so good. Um, and then she's like, ah, oh, I mean, you know, then then they they snowball, which fucking there it is. The yep. Red Light Library started on February 14th, 2017. It took until December 12th, 2018. <laughs> we started with a story called Snowball and I Fuck Frosty, and it took until uh, today, today to get to a single snowball on this fucking show. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there, there we have it. It's happened. <laughs> Finally. We can pack it up. We can pack it up. <laughs> Speaking um, of packing it up... um. Anna's got ideas. Yes, and um, so also I like the um, you know after the snowballing, there's a little like, wow, that was really hot. You always seemed like a bit of a cum slut to me. Anna said smugly. <laughs> and again, I just I really like Anna as a character. She's so like, like she's such a good dominant character. Like this isn't a DS story, but I mean Anna is a dominant character. It's, and and like, it's like she knows shit that maybe yeah. like she, it it it's a fun example of a character who knows more than the protagonist without being like creepy Sherlock or yeah <laughs> like yeah like this is something that people like you know I like I have been in situations like this where you know you you have you do something that someone really likes and then like oh my god I love that and you're just like yeah man I know like <laughs> I got you <laughs> I got you. Like, I, I really love these characters. Um, so then, um, what happens next? Oh, yes, then I actually like, they they, they use Anna's magic um, really well, I think. Because the, the first thing is, like, I don't like to have to wait. And so, like, she just, bam, magic, hard dick again. <laughs> um, you know, no refractory period. Um, and, like... It's, yeah, it's, there's a lot of, like, incidentals like that that I really like. Also, the magic is always, like, one sentence. There's no, like, ooh, yeah. like, we don't spend too much time on the thing, and I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, me too. Because, like, at this point, the characters are used to it. And, and they all... Uh, where, does the, where does she put it? I'm trying to get the mechanics of the failed attempt at writing down. Oh, I think it's on her chest. Chest, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Anna tries to basically like a suction cup dildo, just put it down <laughs> on on Olivia's chest and then ride it. But the first time she tries to like pull up off it, the dick just follows. Just her. follows, <laughs> and again, and again, that's great because that's what happens. Like, <laughs> I th this for a game that's all about unrealistic magic. Like, 
it's pretty good about being realistic with what happens. Yeah. Um, so she then, uh, then, you know, Olivia's like, I mean, you could reattach it. And Anna's like, yeah, nah, maybe another time. <laughs> that's not uh, fun. Come on. Like, that's no fun. Um, and just kind of like backs it up so that it's like right against Anna's chin. And now we begin the much anal in this story. <laughs> <laughs> With the um, phrase, as, as Olivia starts to lick her, and it says, oh yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so she's like, you know, lick my asshole, or whatever she says. Um, it might actually be those words. Exactly, actually. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so here we get to my favorite thing in the story. One of my favorite things. I really like this story. It's extremely fun. So while she's, you know, rimming Anna, Anna's like, hmm, this could be better. Does some magic and makes Olivia's tongue grow out like this prehensile thing so she can do a better job. And I was reading it. And I'm just like, shit's getting weird and I am here for it. Shit's getting weird and Amazon can't be fucking weird about it. Yeah, I was like, just like, yeah, give me that weird shit. Like, I just, I was so happy because, you know, it's so easy to just go the most, I mean, like so many stories that we've read on this show, people don't lean into their weirdness enough, you know? And I just like, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Randall Rogue, for getting weird. I appreciate you. (laughs) Um, And like, I like, you know, she like, so she's like, all right, doing, doing a thing and she can't talk once, you know, Anna comes and, like, gets off her because she has this big old fucking tongue that's just kind of hanging out. The mechan- <laughs> Like you said, like, there's a lot of detail is paid towards the, the mechanics and physics of the scene that make it either funnier or add, um, that add new things to be overcome, which I really appreciate yeah. because... We, at the begin like right when we first started talking about this, the fix would have been to put a suction cup on the dick, and that would have been funny. Mm. But then it would have just been a oh, it's a cowgirl. It's a dildo. It's, it's a dildo. It's a cowgirl <laughs> scene, but the dicks in a not the same place. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it just oh, it just brought me such joy. And then you know, Anna's like, all right, we're not done yet, because you know Olivia tries to sort of go clean herself up, and Anna's like, no, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. <laughs> Come back. Um, you know, then she's like, it's been a while since I've gotten to take my powers out for some recreational use. There's something I've been wanting to try. And again, we have that thing of the implication that she's done this before. Um, and like, so then she basically just kind of magically secures Anna, uh, sorry, Olivia against to the, the wall, wall. Um, with her like knees up around her head. Um, but in like a cartoonish, like it mentions mm. Olivia's waiting for the, for the first twinge of a leg being pushed up too far and it never comes. Yeah. Uh, again, with this magic, that's just kind of a part of it, you know? And, um, then there's a, just a, like a really cute sort of like, again, like realistic, what people would do. She just kind of like runs her hands over Olivia for a little bit, like just kind of like, oh, this is, you know, nice. And then she... Uh, what are we doing? I've lost my spot. Oh, um, ever had anything inside you before? She asked. Yes. I, sorry, I was stuck on the bit before that. Yeah, she asked, have you ever had anything inside you before? And Olivia shakes her head. And then we've got, don't worry, with someone like me, this will go a lot smoother than with anyone else. And again, like, 
yes, solving problems with the magic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you know, it, it makes sense. Like, she's got magic. You don't need to worry about stretching or lube because she can fucking do whatever she wants. Um, and so it means we get this fisting scene um, that, you know... <laughs> that is unrealistic in a good way. Yeah! You know? Um, and I like sort of... Oh, yes, and then uh, while she's uh, fisting at uh, Olivia, Anna's like, hey, you know, I did good work with this tongue. I bet you could, like, lick your own tits. Um, and Olivia's like, oh, yeah, I could, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starts doing that, and, like, it, it's it's just, it's really good. The, um, it's I love the yeah. finale, because there's, like, this, um, the, the narration kind of switches to Olivia, almost, um, that had been the best sex of her life. Maybe anyone's life. Jesus, how did normal people do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they, they're lying in bed and they, like, cuddle up together. And, like, there's this cute thing about Anna made a little contented noise and squeezed Olivia a little. And they lay in silence for a while. Yeah. And that's just nice because you don't see that normally. You know, and then Anna sets just... up the sequel bait of, um, yes, or it's not, not like you can tell this one's not meant to be sequel bait. It's meant to make you go, ooh, ooh uh, yeah, ooh. Uh, the idea being Anna's like, you know, the shit we just did was a better show than we actually do right now. I bet yeah. there are a lot of rich perverts, which, okay, uh, I bet there are a lot of rich people who would pay to watch us do just some wacky sexual stuff. And Olivia's like, well, let's get to practicing. <laughs> yeah. And, or yeah, Anna, and Anna's eyes flash with delicious creativity. I suppose we should get to work then. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, I don't know. This story, I really enjoyed it. Like, it, it's because the thing is, I feel like these characters had fun. Like, they actually like each other. They had a lot of fun doing their weird, wacky sex shit. And I had fun reading it. Like, it's just really, like, an enjoyable, like, story. I, mm -hmm. I was really quite impressed by it. Like, it does have some writing problems. Like, it's it really could have used an editor or a little bit more time um, to iron out some of the, like, phrasing. But at the end of the day, it was fun. And that's, I mean, that's the best thing an erotica can be, really. Let me see if there's any reviews real quick. Oh, yes. We get to talk about my, one of my favorite things. The thing that made me want to do this book um, was the one single Amazon review. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is two stars. And it says, it's just weird and not sexy at all. With this kind of power, this woman she has, sorry, with this kind, with the kind of power this woman has, she should be ruling the world and not even considering perversion. Por que no los dos? <laughs> And I, that that review sold me on the story because I was like, okay, I have to know. I have to know. Yeah. Um, I think two stars is way too low for this book. I like this story. I think it's really Yeah, good. no, I'm, I'm tempted to post a review. Like every yeah. now and then I will put a like actual review and then just say I also reviewed it on a podcast. But um, yeah, that needs its review flopped a little bit. Since we kind of landed on a recommendation without even talking about recommendations, yes, I, I, yes. take it, I take it you'll recommend this story. I do. Uh, it, look, I wouldn't go into it if you don't like anal, like any kind yeah. of anal play, because there's a lot of anal play. Um, yeah. And, but, like, yeah, if you like weird shit and you get your porn from Amazon, this is a good book for that. Like, I, for once, have an erotica recommendation. This is a very fucking rare thing for me, but... um. 
when you have a PlayStation 3 browser that can't play videos, you end up reading a lot of sex stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's if if the um the whole detached penis the like the mechanics of that is a fun idea to you, there is a story called "Now You Are Fucking with Portals," um, <laughs> which is this wonderful like uh, I have not read it since I was a horny teen, so keep that in mind. It's probably garbage, but um, yeah. the basic premise is. There's this guy who works at Aperture Industries from the game Portal, um, Aperture Science, uh, who is in a kind of black... He's got a dommy shit, you know, generic, I'm blackmailing you because if you ever stop giving me sex, I'll get you fired kind of thing. Um, His boss, she makes the Portal panties, (laughs) which are underwear she has him put on so that his dick is just in her office and he has to go through a normal day at work (laughs) while she's doing whatever she wants. That sounds awesome. It is. It is. It really leans into the like, uh, like, I think the last scene and it features him talking to his crush in the office while, um, uh, she has put it on a fuck machine. <laughs> so he's just like trying to walk downstairs while not without dying and talk to somebody. Um, so it plays a lot into that. It's 2000 words. It's free. Um, and if you like portal, that's cool too. <laughs> I guess there's, there's a lot of mention of this one's the orange one. And this one's the blue one, which means fuck nothing, but whatever. It does not uh, matter. Yeah. So there's a fun little stupid free thing you can go look at. I think it's on literally sexstories.com or some shit. Yeah, it's like a like spin-off site ASTR from X and XX. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, that's that. Um well, Aaron, thank uh, also, you so much. Also, if you uh if you're interested in uh magic tricks that involve not sexual, but genitals, Ooh. um a friend of mine, Creatrix Tiara, has a show coming up at Midsummer, uh which is Melbourne's uh festival a queer arts festival called Queer Lady Magician where she does an amazing disappearing ball trick with menstrual cups. Ooh. So <laughs> uh check that out if you're local <laughs> i'm pretending to book really expensive tickets to australia right now <laughs> well uh, aaron where can people find you on the internet if they would like to people can find me you can chat to me on twitter i'm at erin kyan e-r-i-n-k-y-a-n and you can find links to all the shit i do on my website erinkyan.com Woo. Uh, if you want to find out more about the Red Light Library, our website is redlightlibrarypodcast.wordpress.com, which I really need to update because it doesn't mention any of the new posts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, if you, you want to follow us, us on Gavin? social media, we're on Twitter at Red Light Library. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at The Pod Report. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today, Aaron. Um, it was wonderful. It is very fun, and now we reveal behind the curtain a little bit. We recorded this mere moments before we start recording a Tuned In Dialed Up episode. <laughs> so, uh, so if you listen to Tuned In Dialed Up, just Stick know, around Aaron- for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> just know that this is uh, Karen and I's warm-up. We're going to immediately switch to a chat room with Will and pretend like we weren't just talking about porn. <laughs> All right. And, oh, and see you next Tuesday.